Josh likes big ones, and he cannot lie. This is number 174 of Get Valiant. It's very true. The big 174. <laughs> oh. Our, our best episode one. yet, I think. The, our best episode yet? Yeah. <laughs> our largest numbered episode yet. Our biggest episode. <laughs> it's big. It's huge. Um, we actually get to talk about a new comic book. Um, I will say we missed you last week, Josh. We did. Do, yeah, I just, um, just it's been kind of crazy. We we had no uh, power, and mm. there was like trees knocked down all over the place in my neighborhood. There's still trees knocked down all over, you know. So, for what people are like, what the hell are you talking about? Uh, Utah got hit with a really big windstorm, like winds up to like a hundred miles per hour, and uh, my neighborhood looks like something out of like a like a hurricane area. Do you it's know why that's the case? Huh? Do you know why that happened? Uh, I'm sure it's got something to do with like um, global warming or climate uh, change or something. <laughs> I thought it had to do, you know, with Colorado sucking and Nevada blowing. It might be. <laughs> so just in and the Nevada, well, I'll tell you what. I haven't been to, to Colorado to verify, but Nevada blows. That's, that's <laughs> it's bad. It, no, it but sucked. dude, yeah, glad you're here, and I'm really upset because I think this is like the second time we had Matthew Klein on, and it was just him and I talking about wrestling, and Eric just frustrated. Oh, uh, I know. I mean, I was looking forward to trying to get in on some of that, you know, but it was a horror show last week for us here. Oh, man. Glad, glad, yeah. glad, glad you're live. We talked about a bunch of pro wrestling, and I was not enthused. <laughs> that was about... No, actually, it was a really good time. Um, we actually had a really good time talking to Matt and Matthew, Matt, whatever. I talk like I'm like we're best buds. Me and my You're buddy way back. Um, no, it was awesome talking with him and um, chatting about you know where things are at with Valiant and um, he teased us. I don't know if you even saw it, Josh. Obviously, you've had a lot going on, but um, he teased us with like a like a hand. It was a hand. Can we show that again, Hoosier? Do you have that? Yeah, you're going to give me just a minute, and I'll get that. I know I'm just bringing this up out of the blue, and you didn't plan for it, but. It took yeah. We got a I, teaser. I, I, didn't get, I didn't get a chance to watch the episode or listen. Um, it's just, it was just too crazy for me on my end. Things yeah, are good no, now. totally understandable. And, um, and if anybody awesome. else missed the episode, that's why I wanted, if Hoosier is able to bring it up. Um, because he just like randomly toward the end of the episode was like, "Hey, do you guys want a spoiler <laughs> or a tease, whatever?" I don't remember how he put it, but yeah. So he just showed us uh, an image and asked us what it was. And I will say that before we saw it, my initial thought was that it was going to be something Harbinger related, and then we saw it, and my level of confidence was pretty shaken. So I'm curious to see what you think it is when you see it. Okay. Boom. Um, cool. Don't yeah. know yet. The um, pinky, the pinky looks like like it, like it's hurting. <laughs> the pinky just... looks. Mm, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to think of it. You know, it's, that's not much of a spoiler to me. Like a hand. Yeah. 
get an idea of the color palette a little bit, but yeah. That color scheme reminds me of uh oh, what's that stupid character's name? Can't remember his name. The I mean he's not a it's not a, a valiant character, so I can't it doesn't matter anyway, it's not that person. Oh, booster gold. No, I was thinking of the the Savat guy that um kept America always fights. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, so it's, it's interesting that there's stuff coming, though. I think that's the kind of cool piece is that seeing that art for something new is being pushed out, it's being produced. I think that's kind of what I gathered the most that there's stuff coming. Um, you know, still, you know, still, it's still interesting how he basically let us know that we're not, uh, we're only getting that one book that's in this month's solicits, and um, we had previously been teased of, of uh, not teased, we were told that Exo Manowar was going to be coming out like November 25th. And we we're told that that's not the case. So that, that was kind of frustrating to hear that. That's again, Exo Manowar given a date that was changed again, again. So, <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, I guess I get why, I mean, you want to make sure the bet the books can do the best. There's no use putting it out. If it's, you know, you don't believe it's going to sell well at a certain time. Um, but it's just, you know, it just, it just gets a little saddening, right? Disheartening a little bit. Um, so do you guys want to just get straight into the comic book and, and talk about it? Um, I know Scott had a question for us just, uh, asking about, um, the teaser at the end of the free comic book day issue, because he finally got that, um, that says the universe is not absolute. Um, I don't know about you guys. I'm thinking that's something divinity related. That's kind of my assumption. I would hope. That, I, I think, like, that was, like, one of the things that I thought about is, I mean, like, I think that the, the tagline sounds a little bit like old school unity, but then, like, time is not absolute, and, and divinity can kind of control time. But for me, I would love it if it's a divinity-related thing, because divinity has been a great thing every time we've gotten one of those series. They've been highly enjoyable. And I want to see what happens if someone else... What someone can do if it's not Matt Kent writing it, you know? Like, I'm, I mean, as much as I would love to see Matt write it because he's so good at it, um, does someone else have a voice to the character? Someone else going to do something that the fans are going to get behind and enjoy? So I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what happens with it. Yeah. I, I kind of, you know, mixed things. I know that they pushed um, Dr. Tomorrow quite a bit, right? Um, that that was a big push. And even uh, – Valiant helping us get with uh, Alejandro on the show uh, after the last episode, right? So they're not necessarily looking to sell a whole lot more books of a series, potentially, unless there's another one coming. So um, I think it's it's wide open. You never know. I mean, these things are meant to stir these conversations, these thoughts when they're put like that. And then a lot of the VH1 fans or, you know, the Unity fans would be talking about that whole thing with Solar and talking about. So um, it's up in the air. And, you know, it's it, nothing's we'll absolute. Yeah. Especially hopefully, at this stage. I mean, I mean, like, I guess, like, my other final thought on it is that hopefully it's something that comes out relatively soon next year. Um, the, the publishing schedule is just so wonky right now. I think that it's hard to get really – it's actually kind of hard for me to get excited about things right now just because we get, like, two books a month, one book. Um, I'm really looking forward to the point when we start getting back up to six. You know, like, hopefully that's soon. Yeah. With, yeah, with such little books, though, I mean, you need to be making sure you hit on these books right now. You know, oh, yeah. I'm hoping Definitely. that they feel like these books are, you know, they should, yeah, with only one book a month, 
better hope that that's like a five or 4.5 type of rating. You know, it, and you know what, honestly, like with that thought that you just said, it, it does worry me a little bit about EXO because the the fan base was kind of divided very much on the, the latest EXO malware number one. You know, you had people that were like, that's good. Some people that liked it a ton. There's a lot of people that were like, it's okay or not good. I just think, man, if you're a Valiant fan, like if you're a hardcore fan and you just straight up don't like like a flagship character, that's hard, man. That's really hard to get behind, you know. So, you know, we, we read that first issue. We I know what the three of us were all very mixed on what we thought of it. So hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully people can get behind that second issue. Let's see. Yeah, I think I don't know, man. I mean, it just it's the nature of the beast, right? Like we got a bloodshot series in um, Rising Spirit that I wasn't super stoked on, and you know, like Bloodshot's the core of my Valiant fandom. Um, you know, so I mean, I think if I can make it through that, we can make it through uh, well, an Exo Manowar that's not quite as good. And I'll say the same thing: like I didn't love the Mac Kent Exo Manowar, you know, but. Yeah, it was decent. Yeah, but if, if if but if there's only two books out, you know, for however long, and one of them's really bad, at least like with at least with like Bloodshot Rising Spirit, we still had like five other books that came out. We liked a lot of them that came out. Mm-hmm. You know? so think what we had that's what, that's what, going on at that time. Shadow like, Man. Yeah, so it's like hopefully like they can get some of these plethora of series that they want to do uh, releasing soon. Because we gotta get we gotta get those books in shop in shops, you know. Yeah, I mean, I definitely want to see us get back to six issues a month <laughs> as soon as possible. But I'm sure that it'll. I, I have I have confidence that it'll be rolled out in a reasonable way. But um, yeah. Um, hopefully everybody the stream's okay for everybody. It looks like um Sean's having a little bit of trouble, so that's unfortunate. Um. Dario wanting uh, Savage to have a cybernetic pirate character like Turok had in the 90s. Um, <laughs> I can live without a cybernetic pirate as long as the story's good. So you know, now that it's brought up, I kind of I'm I'm down with what Dario's saying, man. <laughs> I mean, I, it's not like I'd be mad if it happened. I just <laughs> I hey, can survive. Hey, hold on. You know what? I think Dario is onto something because you know what we need is somehow we need to get Betamax put back in the universe. Oh. He throw a bandana on that dude and a peg leg. I think he could be that character, you know? Done. <laughs> oh, man. Just what we need. Yeah. Uh, so um, we got Bloodshot. We got... Just cut me off. Thanks. I really appreciate that. <laughs> uh, but letting everybody know um, that we are going to talk spoilers. We are going to go into the new issue of Bloodshot and uh, discuss it at length. Um, so hopefully people have read it um, and are ready to chat about it in depth. Um, do I do that alert again I'm... now? Do I do it again? Jesus just, Christ. Do I hit the button again? Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, 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 as so soon as I start talking, you will. Yeah. Spoiler yeah, alert. Just wait until um, Eric talks and then just hit him with the <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> Wait a second. 
the Eric Baumgard spoiler alert. That's what it is. Yeah, thanks. Uh, um, we're just looking at oh, for you. Yep, that's it. Yeah, that's I appreciate it. it. Um, so uh, we got a new artist on this issue. Yeah. Um, and I was actually really, um, I was concerned to be honest that it would not, because I've loved what Brett Booth has done on this book and Mark Laming did a really phenomenal job with the last issue. So I was really worried about how the art would feel on this with a artist I've never heard of before. Um, but I thought it actually turned out okay. I I'm curious to see, hear what everybody thought about the art. Um, I liked it in a lot of places. So the artist's name is Pedro Andreo. I am yeah. not at all familiar with his work. We were teased an image of what he was bringing to the book uh, quite a few months ago. And, uh, you know, I think, like, honestly, like, I really dug his art, like, in a lot of places. There was a couple spots, and, and we can talk about the spots in a little bit. Um, that just seemed a little busy to me where I was just like, I'm also, spoiler alert, I read it on my phone. So, like, that didn't help. So, like, when I hold the book in my hand, I might feel quite a bit differently and in a better way. So, but for what I saw on my phone, I really liked it. I thought he had good energy with his art. Um, kind of reminded me a little bit of, like, old school Joe Madrera, which isn't a bad thing. But, uh, yeah, you know, like, I, the, my first thought on it when, it when I was reading it was, like, like where's Mark Lamming at? I, I was really getting used to his art, and I liked it. But by the end of this issue, I was like, you know what? This guy's good too. So I'm okay if this guy's sticking around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there were some some of the panels where I was kind of thrown off by it that I wasn't very pleased with it. Um, you know, I think it, it it worked right. And I think the hard part is comparing it to something like like Booth's work, right? And I think Laming did a great job. It um it is a step down from those. I mean, to call it what that is. Um, but it was still, it was still, it was still good. It was still, you know, pleasant to read the story. Um, there were, like I say, a couple panels where the proportions of the persons didn't look appropriate, um, but it was still, it was still decent. Yeah, I thought it flowed well. Um, I thought the coloring was really solid and moody, which I liked because Bloodshot is a pretty moody character. Um, huh. Um, sorry if people are having a problem with the stream. Um, I know Sean's having some issues with some stuttering, and um, hopefully people are, are able to, to resolve that. But, but yeah, I thought that the art was solid and smooth. Um, I thought that um, the pacing felt really good, and there were some amazing moments in this book. I thought the first amazing moment was when Bloodshot, uh, punched through a guy's chest and pulled his heart out and then crushed it. That was absolutely amazing. Um, just peak action, you know, like it, it just was so badass. Um, I, that was a really exciting moment. And then um, Exo Manowar showing up, talking about uh, a bunch of other characters in the Valley universe, making it really feel small and connected, you know, like making, making the universe feel like a connected shared universe. Um, not but like Exo wasn't is. like a homeless dude, though. <laughs> well, no, but he isn't. He's he's in his Exo well, Manowar armor. Saw, I know, but the last we saw him in Exo, he was. 
Yeah, I mean, he still his, looked his, like Exo Manowar. Underneath the armor, that's all I want to know. Is he is he shirtless with sweatpants under the armor? Right, because that's <laughs> that's, that's the most important what? part of this Bloodshot issue. Just... If he comes back, if he comes back within the pages of Bloodshot, I want to know what his thoughts on basketball are. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, he got oh the whole God. history ran down quick by uh, Sean Hara. Yeah. So. If he would have been like, I gotta go. I'm not gonna stick here at Bloodshot to hang out with you. I've got some basketball in Brooklyn to do. It would be and then you would be like, oh my god, like they timed it perfectly. We know it's not a rebound. Totally it's agree. A rebound. To have the nanites and Shanhara basically be talking about random stupid facts like their thoughts on <laughs> basketball, like a full issue. <laughs> <laughs> what we need is yeah. more badassery from Bloodshot, and that's what we got. Um, no. I will agree though that when when Bloodshot just shows up out of nowhere and like he does like the heart punch, I thought that was pretty rad. Yeah, it because it just it's so out of nowhere. Um, I thought this was a good action issue, and at first I had my doubts because we get the little scene with Neville at the beginning, and then it just kind of seemed like we were getting like the burnt dude boning with a mask on, and it was kind of weird. And then a lot of people just started talking, and it was like, oh shit, like. Yeah, I was thinking that we got um, uh, Seely's uh, money shot from a vault. That's kind of what I thought. I was like, wait, am I reading the right book right now? A little. Yeah, little. Uh, Seely, I think your scripts are mixed up. You sent in the wrong page here, dude. <laughs> Just slipped it in. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I liked that little bit of backstory. Uh, and it was another nod toward the connectivity of the universe because we had – um, Neville showing up. We had Exo Manowar showing up. We had him talking about Galad and Shadow Man and all these other characters. Um, and I, I don't know. I'm a really big fan of that interconnected feel. And I thought that this book did a really good job of making us feel like we had a connected universe. Um, I liked the little moment between Bloodshot and Exo when Exo called him Ray Garrison and Bloodshot's just like, there's no Ray Garrison anymore. I'm just Bloodshot. Um, I thought that was kind of a cool nod to the changes that Bloodshot has gone through, um, you know, since before Tim Seeley took over and now during Tim Seeley's run. Um, yeah, I just – this book feels like it's hitting a lot of the right notes. Like it's it's doing a lot of the things that I want a Valiant book to do, and it's doing a lot of the things I want a Bloodshot book to do. Um, I did think it was a little weird that we're um, – like, did I miss him going back to Black Bar? Because it just seemed like a little jarring that suddenly he's working with Black Bar. I, that I was the only that. thing that was that was a little bit like, huh? You know, we issue seven when we got the um, the fully loaded edition. I don't think I even read it, other than just looking at like the extra material that was presented in it. So I feel I feel kind of dumb now because when I read this issue, I was a little bit lost because I was like, how did we get to this point again? But um, you know, I mean, I'm sure like it makes sense at some point if I just read back, go back and read it. But maybe it doesn't, you know. So hard to say. But I do agree. Like I thought this was a, a good issue, and I I kind of like a lot of those things that you were talking about. Even though we we did we make a little fun, you know, about all those continuity jabs. Um, it's good to kind of see that stuff get brought up, even if it doesn't really do a whole lot for the story. It's just good to know that these characters exist in a world where things have happened. There's recollection of them happening, and it does make the universe feel a little bit tighter, you know? And then that's the thing that people kind of complain about right now, where the book's still really loose. You don't know what's going on or what's happened, what's been rebooted. 
So I, I thought that was, even though it was just like one one or two panels, I thought those were like two great panels, like a bit of fan service, but like they were great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, completely, like I agree with that. And uh, the one thing that really threw me off, though, was um, God. I'm gonna brain fart on her name, but Adelon. the character. What's that? Adelon. Yeah, Adelon. Adelon. Yeah, her love interest with with Ray is still very awkward. <laughs> it's still very awkward. You know, it is interesting that this is a character who you know I I can't have anything from you. I usually can steal other people's powers, other things, but I can't do that from you. And so, I mean, you see that setup of, hey, here's somebody who wants nothing from you, who can hold her own, but just likes you, but was also like an itty-bitty child when he basically helped get her abducted. You know, it's 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 a weird position because, I mean, it's like she's one of his kids to a degree and that she's completely got Stockholm Syndrome on him, and it's right there, so... Yeah, I see that piece of it, but I also think that um, I like that Bloodshot never leans into it. Like, I think it's a, it makes for an interesting dynamic between the two characters, and Bloodshot's not, like, actively pursuing it, which I think is appropriate, because I don't think that he should. Like, Right, but not leaning into it is just like saying, looking the other way when something negative happens in your life. You know, I feel like if it's something bad and it is a child, you should be speaking up about it, you know, like don't let an injustice go like on on said well i mean he's not doing anything wrong she's an adult and can make a decision and like you know she's interested in him and and he may have some level of interest in her um and i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing and i think it's interesting the way that it's kind of been developing weirdly um and you know i think bloodshot's reaction to it has been pretty appropriate um being pretty weirded out about it and um yeah i don't know i it'll, yeah. we, we it still remains to be seen how that'll pan out and whether that'll end up meaning anything in the long run um but i think overall um this was just a really fun issue we got some backstory on that main character from the burn agent nix we got um interconnectivity of the valiant universe in this issue we got uh bloodshot punching through a guy's chest and ripping his heart out. We got um, uh, Black Bar, so we know that these characters and these these villains and, and organizations that Tim Seeley has created are getting more life and play in this universe or in his run. It's not like we see them in one issue and then they're gone forever. Uh, so that's been nice. Um, and then at the end, we got a cliffhanger. You know, we've got... Uh, it looks like um, Nick still has his claws in Bloodshot, and it'll be interesting to see how deep those claws are and, and what that really means moving forward. Um, I think that we're in a really good position for Bloodshot right now as far as getting an, an intriguing story. We're getting really badass action. We're getting cliffhangers. We're getting um, changing and shifting allegiances. We're getting um, moral ambiguity. Um, this is just a really interesting time um for bloodshot comics and i'm a big fan of it so for me this was a really strong issue you know uh one thing that was uh funny that S scott bloom brings up was the whole thing with eidolon kind of hitting on exo manowar yeah and uh there was a there was a part within like sean Hara's thoughts where she's like all right i detect the blood rushing to your cheeks 
And when I was reading it, like in my head, I, I just read it as, oh, all right, the blood is rushing to your, and then it was like cheeks, you know, <laughs> in my mind. But I was like, like, how awesome would that have been? Like, if it would have like, kind of like caught him a little bit off guard, if you will, you know, um, but maybe that, maybe even then, you know, like he was just still not that prepared for it. But uh, I thought that was kind of funny. It, I think like if this was like Dennis Hallam's exo book, that probably would have been like, amazing, you know. But, Did you guys notice though that they openly like said "bitch" in this? And usually that would be a little bit more asterisks and pound sign with Valiant Comics in the past. What did it say that? It was like on if the we, third like page, I believe. Um, I don't know. But Bloodshot, Bloodshot basically says something. Somebody's a bitch. Well, works for me. <laughs> I. I prefer it to be a little bit more adult, so that's fine with me. It doesn't bother me, me any. Me too. You know, I mean, I I don't probably where the really boys is like, one of my favorite shows. <laughs> I still need to watch season two of the boys, but um, that's what we really I need is a either. we need like a ninjack Netflix show, but that's a whole other topic. Um, uh, so Take I don't know how to. Yeah, well, I mean, if yeah, I didn't even want to get into that. Um, We're not going but, to. Uh, let's get the but, book uh, done and then let's go. No, no, let's just talk about the book. Um, oh my god! Oh, um, who knows? Who knows what the future of Valiant on the screen is going to be? But um, I think for this book, you know, the art's not perfect. It's not Brett Booth. It's not. Mark Laming, but it is really solid. Um, I think that it is consistent. Um, I didn't notice any pages that really threw me off. Um, there were a lot of pages that sucked me into the story to the point where the art just felt natural and it, it, it didn't, it led to a really seamless reading experience. And that's one thing that I always look for in a good comic book when the writing and the art come together and give you that that seamless reading experience that you can get lost in because that's what that's what entertainment is right it's escapism and and being able to escape into the story even for the short length of a comic book is that's a valuable thing and um i think that in that sense this book is definitely worth the money to buy and read and um for me i would give it I would give it a pretty high score. I think it's really good. I would give it a 4.25. I think it's a really solid book and definitely something that, um, that I would recommend. Like if somebody didn't know Valiant, if someone didn't know Bloodshot, I think you could totally jump into this series and have a really fun ride. Um, maybe you would want to read issue seven before you read issue eight, but I mean, you could jump in and, and have a really good time with this. Yeah. I'm going to go a bit lower. Um, my score is going to be a 3.5. In no way is it a bad book or anything like that. And I think sometimes, like, when we give those scores, we feel like, oh, man, like, you didn't like the book. It's a 3.5, you know? Like, I feel like if we're, like, at 2.5, it's, like, a middle-of-the-road type thing. But, uh, you know, I was a little confused, like, on how we kind of got to this point. You know? I just remember with all those creatures and people with powers leaving the island, and I was just like, well, <laughs> let's just allied with the people who I think were fighting him on the island, too. But... <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's a good issue, you know, and I think like what'll, what'll benefit a lot of people who pick up this issue is definitely get issue seven, 
But also, like, I think this is the kind of storyline where it helps to read everything from the beginning, like at least from like the, the first issue of Celia's run, just because we have all these organizations, we have Eidolon, it just kind of helps to know everything that's kind of out there within the storyline. So I do think like it's a good issue. It kind of does help though at this point to kind of pick up. There's a lot of pieces, like a lot of brand new pieces, especially, you know, I've in the past with Bloodshot, you don't have that big of a cast. And I feel like this is a book that's got kind of a big cast, with, you know, between like the Burnt and the Black Bar and Eidolon and, and I don't think the Glory Men are coming back. You know, they look like they're pretty much done. Yeah, yeah. they were toast. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a good book. Sometimes it's interesting when we go third after going after you guys scoring the book. It's like, yep, what you guys said, here's my score. And that's exactly what I'm doing today. Um, I'm going to be right there with Josh because I do see this book as like a C. Um, uh, and that would be a 3.5, right? That's 70%. Um, and so that's kind of where I'm going to be given this one. Um, I mean, very similar, you know, the art wasn't what quite was put up to. I mean, it was about that level. Um, and it was like, you do need to make sure you get into seven pre previous books, previous issues of this run <clears throat> to have a good idea of where you're at in this story. Um, not your typical, just to jump on, um, Valiant start like some of the other ones. Cause you wouldn't necessarily know the whole burnt and the black bar um, type of backstory and Edelon backstory there within that. So um, yeah, seven point 3.5. That's fair. Um, I'm not surprised that I had the highest score of all of us uh, on a bloodshot book that, that can happen. Um, but uh, I, I really enjoyed you it. Like you have like the high score like on a video game. Like I'm not surprised I had the high score. <laughs> Gave it well, to I you. didn't mean it that way. <laughs> I didn't mean like I got the highest score. I, I just <laughs> I'm just the biggest bloodshot homer, you know. It's not, wearing a bloodshot not, shirt and hey, I got a bloodshot shirt on too. I still like the guy. I got bloodshot. I got one in my dresser. I got both. <laughs> Josh, I own one. <laughs> Uh, no, um, I'm a, I, a little more tally. I'm I'm a really big I'm a big fan of this book. I think Tim Seeley is knocking it out of the park. Um, you know I I can't wait to see where it goes next. I'm really interested to see in issue ten. Apparently, is when we're going to get um, Wiggins and KT coming into the story. I'm really curious to see how that all pans out. Um, I think with Tim Seeley writing it, we're going to get something really solid. And um, I'm excited, yeah, I'm excited for, for excited for the future of this book. Absolutely, so. absolutely. Um, what do you guys think about that talk of uh, Quantum and Woody with the Russo brothers? Is that even a thing anymore? I, I don't like, even know. It's been said so many times. And according to Dan, like Nance, a thing like three years ago or two years ago. Hopefully, it was said that that's not dead yet. So that means the Russo brothers didn't give him the finger and walk away. So well, those dudes just seem super busy doing like gigantic. Well, yes, we know. They took their time doing Deadly Class, Rick Marinder's sci fi show. That was also Russo brothers. Um, yeah. And that, that only lasted a season. It was, and it was fair. It was, I liked it being a Deadly Class fan and um, Rick Marinder fan. Um, yeah. But that I was like, the Russo I don't brothers. like anything that goes to sci-fi because it's just like that's our automatically like the nail in the coffin. Where you go to die, yeah. 
you know, like, you're, you, yeah, they're not going to do anything with it. Like, I like Deadly Class. Uh, I really enjoyed it a lot. It might have, I think it might have been a little too violent for my wife, but, like, we watched it, and uh, we enjoyed it, but, like, it's, like, I thought the casting was great. Everything was great about it, and it yeah. couldn't make it. Same thing with uh, Vega Queen. I enjoyed that. One's, that. that one's weird because our, you know, Deadly Class, where I think it might have tried to stick to the comic too much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I know we talk about it sometimes. It's hard to say, but that one did. I mean, being a comic fan of it, it, it you you appreciate it. But, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. So if, if Quantum and Woody goes anywhere else, I think that's a good thing. <laughs> I don't know if there's even any kind of talk about sci-fi. I'm just saying, don't yeah. if you're going to do anything, don't ever do it there. I, that one I want like I that one's when I want like an uh an archer you know type of comic right I want I want it vulgar I want it an adult I want you know rude crude woody humor um yeah I I just think I want that type of adult fun humor that you would get out of it where you see woody pissing in the bathtub right to me that's the shit I want to see when it comes to quantum and woody yeah I want it to be on Netflix so there's no limits right yeah like it can be um, it could be adult. adult. It could... Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'd be fine with that, but I'd I'd much rather see like, you know, a valiant universe of shows. Like we had the Marvel universe of shows on Netflix for a while there. I'd love to see something like that with Valiant, where you get a Ninjak show, Quantum and Woody show, you know, something along those lines, where there's an interconnected universe, and we're getting, you know, seasons of these of these characters. Because I think. As cool as a Ninjak movie would be, I think a Ninjak series on Netflix would be much better. I think that you could do a lot more with it. I think it would be a lot more involved. And I think that that's true for um, Galad. I think a Galad series would work better than a movie because you could you could get into um, a lot of his history more. You could um, make it like Quantum Leap. <coughs> you know, I mean, I'll you tell you what, like, What's that? Go ahead. Well, I thought you were done because you were hacking. I was going to say something. But I was just going to say, Go for it. they made that terrible last Warrior Nun TV show on Netflix based on the really awful Warrior Nun Ariella comic book in the 90s. I mean, that stuff was just like dog shit. So, like, I mean, like, I feel like really optimistic that Valiant could, like, impress anybody at this point and get their stuff on the screen somewhere. Just because, like, if that crap can make it, these dudes can make it for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, and we know there's good source material. Absolutely. Um, yeah, the source material is great. Solid characters, everything, right? Good potential. Yeah. A whole so, universe, you know, like this this could be some some studios Marvel C you know, Marvel Cinematic Universe if they if they do it right. That's it. Thank you, Scott. <laughs> I appreciate the uh, the vote of confidence there. Um so did you guys I don't know if you saw what, what Greg had brought up, the um the screenshot from the uh, virtual NYCC. Um, yes, I did. I did. I did. I did, I did. Uh, um, so they showed it with uh, it had Lisa and Heather, and who was all in that picture? I'm trying to remember uh, who Jeff was all Parker, in the picture. Um, yeah, Jeff Parker, Heather, the lady from Comic Pop, the other person, um, Dennis Holman. Yeah. And, and then they had two blacked out writers that uh, there's, you know, like, who are these guys? What are they writing? I'm guessing comic books. 
tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? I think there's a chance that you're right, that they are writing comic books. There we go. So they Boom. haven't been unlocked yet. They're like, it's like something out of a video game where like, if you get a high score, Eric, you can unlock one of them. Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, I had the highest score, so... Yeah, so let's unlock one. Go. Let's do it. I'm ready. Somebody do it right well, now. I don't recognize any of them off of their hair shape, so I'm not sure who they are. Um, Look, start scouring t uh, Twitter for any writer who's got a Boba Fett painting. That's what I was looking at, too. <laughs> so who's that? Yeah. <laughs> Try to figure out from say, previous Zoom got meetings. got a good set of hair, man. That hair, that wavy. It's great. <coughs> I love that you guys who's are focused a, on the a, hair. a writer with fabulous hair? That's who it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Greg is pretty upset that someone leaked that they're writing comics. Yeah. You never know. I mean, they could be writing the... It could be the Russo brothers. Oh! No. Probably not. Um... <laughs> so i'm trying to think of like comic writing teams and i can't think of a lot of comic writing teams like people who write together you i mean know, when i think of zach but that already happened that bridge oh. yeah, that didn't happen. That already sailed. <laughs> and that didn't yeah. work out too well yeah um there's uh palmiati and gray no matt kit and keanu reeves Matt Kent and oh, Keanu Reeves. Oh, Matt Kent and Jeff Lemire. Neo, Neo's gonna write for the for Valiant. Is that how it is? <laughs> I would, dude. I would totally read a Keanu Reeves Valiant comic book. I'm telling you right now, I would read that book. We got those giant bucks going on Kickstarter for. It's gonna be uh, called Bloodwick. So. Imagine if there was a crossover called Bloodwick. Oh my God, I wish would head would boom. John shot. <laughs> John, <laughs> John, John oh. shot. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know who the writers are, but my guess is that they have something to do with a harbinger. That's that's the thing that's kind of been getting talked up lately. Um, there have been a lot of like harbinger things said. Um, and like I said before, I thought um, the teaser that uh, Matthew Klein showed us was harbinger related. After seeing it, who knows? But, um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be Harbinger. I think that's going to be the next big thing announced and which makes sense. And, um, it'll be interesting to see who ends up being announced as the writers. Wait, 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 All right. I'm not sure by that. That sometimes can get us a good amount of stuff. Doing a little Is research that... on the job. Is it Brittany Matter? It looked like two men to me. Well, all you see is a black silhouette. Hmm. This guy loves Vin Diesel and fast cars, so he must love Dario that. says it looks like Fred Van Lenty. It might, it, yeah. I could see that with the one in the middle. Yeah, I mean, and I don't, and I also think that there's, 
a great possibility that he would write for more, do more valiant work anyway. Yeah, I mean, he's done quite a quite a bit. This person retweeted it and liked it, so she's a writer. I don't know. What do you guys think on the chat? Who do you guys think it is? What do you think, Greg? Let us know your opinion. I think you might have a good good guess yeah. on your end. Um, stuff we all all like to see, all curious about, and uh, you know, we're just excited to uh, get into their other stuff so we can see their stuff. So, yeah, hopefully it's like you know, exciting. You know, like I hope those are like those two people that we don't know who they are. Hopefully, those are like some names to get really excited about, just like. Just hearing those names attached to the value universe, you know, you, you find that out. It's like, wow, like that's exciting in itself, you know, hopefully. Yeah, no, I'm with you 100%. Hopefully when we get the names dropped, we're able to um, go back and see, you know, what they've done before and start getting an idea of what they're going to be able to bring to the value universe. So remains to be seen uh we will find out at some point in the future um scott bloom i don't know that the doctor tomorrow and bill and ted crossover is ever going to happen but uh Whoa. i would read it <coughs> uh, only if it was written by evan dorkin because he's written all the bill and ted stuff over at dark horse and and you would have to if you did a comic on that you would have to have rufus you would have to have rufus Oh my God, you have to have Rufus. So this brings up something that I think Valiant really needs, and that is crossovers. George Carlin. We really huh? George Carlin. I hear that too. George Carlin. Yeah. Both of this. I think Valiant needs crossovers. I would love to see, you know, like a Valiant Transformers crossover because I've been into Transformers lately. I would love to see like Valiant Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, you know, I think that there's a lot of possibilities there for, for those types. Because, you know, if you look at like Valiant High, Ninja versus the Valiant Universe, we've gotten some out of continuity stories before, um, one-off stories. I think it would be really cool to see something like that crossing over with another company's IP. Um, so... I, I wanted to tell uh, is I want to see a um, um, what's his uh, his long running book that he's got Hack and, and slash. Uh, Hack and Slash yeah. and Bloodshot. It could happen. I you know what I don't care. I just if, if we're going to involve Seely, I want it to be anything in the Valiant universe and Money Shot because Money Shot is just ridiculously <laughs> funny. I'm not even talking for like the dirty stuff. It's just so. Funny. It is the funniest damn book. Oh, throw yeah, Archer in the money shot. Like if yeah, if you threw Archer and Armstrong in the money shot, that would be like the greatest crossover ever. Done, yeah. One character would just eat it up and one character wouldn't be able to get away from it far enough. That's uh, what's going on here? Yes. Agreed. <laughs> Ginger yeah, versus Trip crossovers. <laughs> yeah, Ginger versus Tripticon sounds great to me. I'm on board. Now, you know what? Hey, man, IDW is doing My Little Pony in uh, Transformers, so that could happen. See, that's what I'm saying. Transform There's a Transformers Terminator crossover. So mine, so I guess if we're going to throw them out there, I want to see um, Shadow Man and My Little Pony. That's, that's where we're at right there. You know, that's, that's the crossover. Make it happen. Greg, start talking to the office. Um, you know, 
the the pony dead side would be amazing. Just saying. <laughs> See, Greg's got the right idea. Ninja versus Shredder. If there was a TMNT crossover. Ooh. Hey, what about um, Dario's decision of uh, Bloodshot kills the Pokemon universe? That would be good too. I like that. I would. I would watch or watch that, read that, whatever. I would. I would be down for that. Um, like no nope, crossover. Sorry, Greg. It can't be Ghostbusters. It has to be My Little Pony. No, no We're Ghostbusters. Not. We Cy don't Lord need Ghostbusters. Psy Lords meet the Power Rangers. Oh, dude. <laughs> like some one of the space Power Ranger teams. Yep. Yeah, Death dude. JDF. Yes. Uh, Lord Draken. Dude, yeah. I am 100% down for that. I'm 100% down. Um, Robocop do... versus Bloodshot. Oh, <laughs> RoboCop versus Bloodshot. Oh, my God. There's so many. Terminator versus Bloodshot would be it just – no, the T-1000 versus Bloodshot. T-1000 versus Rye. Ooh. Oh, I don't think that would be much of a fight. It wouldn't be much of a fight. I don't, I don't think Rye would uh, put up with much of the Terminator. He'd be. I think he'd be dispatched pretty quick. You think right. so? Even the T one thousand? Well, rise from the year forty one hundred, man, or four thousand. You know, I mean, the technology is a little bit better. You know, I feel like he's he would figure it out. He he faces you know father and a whole bunch of other stuff. I think that's tough. But you know what? It depends upon who writes it and, how, and what their story is, what the hook would be. But that's just me, the fan. I wouldn't be that. Impressed. Yeah. Well, I, now I mean, it's got to happen so we can find out. But Shadow Man Ghostbusters to me would be amazing too. And you could just, yeah, just uh, what's the, why am I brain farting on the monkey and uh, Slime, Slimer? Like those two um, going at it would just um, be Jaunty. Jaunty and Slimer, just those two. That would be the, <laughs> yeah, just a book with Jaunty and Slimer. <laughs> Bloodhound and Scooby Doo. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> See, actually, I think um, uh, <coughs> something like that, like a Bloodshot Scooby Doo crossover, where you got Bloodshot totally serious, and then the wonky and ridiculousness of of Scooby Doo, I think that would be pretty hilarious. Yeah, you know, Adam Reynolds has like a, a legit one, Bloodshot Wolverine. Like, who's gonna who's gonna be able to dish out the most damage? Who's got the healing factor? That's gonna like save them through the day, you know, because I feel like both those characters kind of have the same approach where like they know they're gonna get hurt, they know they're gonna get damaged. They're just all about like, you know, kill or be killed, no matter what the cost of their body is, you know. So I think like that would be like really fun just to see like kind of action happen. Mm-hmm. You're not wrong. You are not wrong. I'm that would be pretty you guys cool. mentioned like a bunch of Batman stuff though, you know, like Batman and like Ninjack well, would probably be Maybe a little too close, you know. I think like the edge would be that like Ninjak would kill and Batman would be so against killing, like would be the, the major conflict right there. Um 007 and Ninjak. Yeah, that'd be cool. And if you Livewire, Livewire and Batman. Turok and Savage. Tur- <laughs> Divinity and Solar. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like those ones. Those are good. And have Magnus kind of like fifth willing it. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had a partner. <laughs> Adam 13, man. 
We've been over this. Livewire versus Livewire. There you go. Oh, I, I yeah. Like Nightwing and Ninjak. I actually do think that would be that would be pretty cool. What about like, oh man, like Plum and Woody and, and Booster Gold and Blue Beetle, you know, would be like. Oh, there you go. I was having a conversation on another podcast actually about that, like about how like those characters are very similar. And uh, I, I kind of, th- I, I had a lot of thought on it last night where I was like, oh man, like those characters would mesh together oh. so well. What about Quantum and Woody and the boys? <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't. I don't think it, it wouldn't work out very well for Plum and Woody. That would be no. So that would be funny. hilarious to see. That would be so funny. <coughs> you might as well call that the boys kill the Valiant Universe then, you know, because that's what would happen. Be entertaining. Yeah, I'd be. I'd be down for it. I don't know. I want to see it happen. I just. I, I love Valiant, and I think that a great way to bring new fans in would be to do some crossovers like that. Have the Valiant um, characters get involved with some other universes. Harbinger um, and the Runaways, yeah. Yeah, Pete Stanchak versus Jean Grey. Um, you know, yeah, there's there's a lot. Oh, Quantum and Woody Heroes for Hire. What's that? But keep your mind out of the gutter, Pete. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, Not happening today. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that there's, there's so much potential there. And... Uh, I hope that we see something like that someday. But anyway, we could spend literally forever going on about potential crossovers. In hour two of this podcast, we're only going to talk about crossovers that we want to see. Oh, we could talk fan casting forever, too, but we don't need to go into that. We're we're saving that for hour three. Right, that's hour three. I mean, mean, outside of Bloodshot on The Walking Dead, who would be next? (laughs) Daryl versus uh, Archer. (laughs) <laughs> Archer would win. I don't know. Yeah. You got that redneck like craziness of Daryl. You can figure it out. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But I'm glad that we got a comic book this week. I can't wait for the next one. Um I wish more Doctor Tomorrow was coming. Um I wish but, more uh, anything was coming, man. Like, give, give us a lot of stuff again. Give us, yeah. six, give us six books. Six books will feel like a lot, man. I know, I remember when we were stuff, you know, give us some digital only, some bad eggs or something, you know, get some stuff worked on, get us some crap that's, you know, I'll take some, some, uh, some you know, C-level work for uh, uh, digital only. Something to tide us over. Yeah. Get Elliot Rahal and uh, a random saying... artist. Yeah. Oh, man, I feel like Elliot's like, he's got new books popping out like every four months now, though. He's Yep. Yeah, well, get him a Valiant book. Elliot and Brent Peoples, let's make it happen. Or Justin Jordan and Brent Peoples, let's make it happen. Justin Jordan would be a, a, a very welcome return. To oh, yeah. yeah. I like oh, Justin. Great guy. Yeah. Like the Shadow Man works so much. Like, and okay. I like a lot of books. Reaver is great. Um, I agree with Dario, um, Alejandro Arbona on uh, Capshaw. Give him a Capshaw book. I think that would be amazing. But anyway, (coughs) I'd love a Capshaw miniseries. Or, like I have pitched a hundred times, do a Unity book that's centered on Capshaw with a rotating team so that every time a new threat pops up, 
she pulls together a different team of heroes and faces the threat. So then we're getting a Capshaw book and a Unity book and almost like a anthology feel because from arc to arc you get different characters. You'd get to, you know, you wouldn't have characters sitting on the shelf for so long. You would be able to bring them back and get them into regular rotation. You know, if you don't have an Archer and Armstrong book coming up for a while, cool, put them in an arc of Unity. You know, if you don't have a Shadow Man book coming up for a little while, throw them in an arc of Unity. At least people get to read the characters. And then Capshaw is awesome. So I don't know. Let Alejandro Arbona write it or uh, Elliot Rahal or Justin Jordan or uh, any of 100 different really awesome writers. Um, or have the writing team uh, rotate from arc to arc as well, you know, so that you get different uh, different writers doing different styles with the different teams. There's so much you could do with that. You know what I think we should also ask for? So we get Colin Bunn on a Shadow Man. Oh, doesn't that just seem like a match made in heaven? Doesn't. I wish it was the tomorrow. I wish it was happening right now. Yep. Max Bemis on Sh- Savage. Yeah. Let's do yeah. it. I'm ready. I'm 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 on board. I'm on board yeah. for those ideas. Maybe somebody can make them happen. <laughs> well, we're going right. to do this again another week. Yeah. Thanks everybody for hanging out with us. Um Scott and Sean, sorry you were having some issues. Dario hanging out. Greg, always a pleasure. Um Todd, uh definitely appreciate people hanging out and uh chatting with us and putting up with our uh, ridiculous requests. And we will see you guys all next time. This has been uh, Get Value number 174. Signing off, I'm Eric Baumgart. I'm Josh Rathman. And I'm Hoosier. And it looks like we got Rye next week, number seven. Come join. Let's talk about it. Stay valiant, everybody. (laughs)